Hello everyone and welcome to the Afri People Podcast. This podcast is about Africans finding ways to make a living while hopefully liking themselves and figuring out what success means to different people. My name is Obina and today we are speaking with Pastor Emmanuel Olowokere, resident pastor of Strong Tower Community Church in Minneapolis. If you are a person of faith or community impact, then I think this episode could be for you. I actually interviewed the pastor when we started this project and I wanted to interview him because I've always been curious about the journey of someone moving away from the corporate and what many would consider the normal way to devote themselves to their faith and to their community. Through our conversation, I learned a new way to look at success and the power of mentorship in creating opportunities for growth. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a good day. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for joining me today. Um, just some yeah, thank you. <laughs> just some quick uh, demographic uh, questions so that people know more about uh, you. Right. Right. Um, could you tell me where you're from? Well, my name is uh, Emmanuel Shalalokere. Uh, originally, I'm from a, I'm from Nigeria, uh, from uh, a state called Ekiti State. Okay. I used to be part of Ondo State, mm-hmm. but was split into two. So out of yeah. old Ondo State, we have the new Ondo State now, Ekiti State. Yeah. I'm from Ekiti. I'm from a very little village, very little village <laughs> called Igbe Moikiti, <laughs> and that's where. The real home of rice mm-hmm. is, and there's a rice called father rice, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, yeah. which uh, originates from our side. Uh, arguably, people said it's also from their own side, but we believe yes, we are the original uh, <laughs> owner of the local rice. Yes, yeah. so I'm from a village called Igbe Mwekiti. That's where both my dad and my mom they mm-hmm. are from. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Nigeria, in Ondo State, yeah. the old Ondo State, mm-hmm. in a city called Akure. Akure. Uh, so that's. Uh, that's a little background about me, yeah. Yeah, thank you. How, how, when was the last time you went back to the village? Ah, uh, to the village. Well, I've, I've been to Nigeria quite a number of times this year. Yeah. But to the village, I've not been back to the village in um, in about nine years, wow. uh, which was, was when I went to bury my father. Mm. That was late, yeah. 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 Do you, if you went back now, do you think... How do you think it would change compared to when you were there before? Uh, now, I think the place... Well, I hope it has changed for the better mm-hmm. uh, because there are mm, quite a number of places now, not just in Nigeria, but all about the world generally, uh, that people are struggling yeah. because of the economy. Yeah. Uh, but I think now um, there are a lot of also development that has happened. Mm-hmm. There are many cities that were far from the villages, they are closing in. Yeah. And because of the world of the of technology, internet, and all whatnot, yeah, yeah. Uh, people use phones a lot now in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So those things are also bringing changes to Nigeria because information that you don't think they will have known before, they yeah. sit on Facebook, on Twitter, yeah. on all these things. So I think uh, it could be a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Some things will have gone better, hasn't got to happen otherwise. Yeah, but I'm hoping to be able to see what um, changes positive I can bring mm-hmm. uh, to my to my little village city. <laughs> you know. uh, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, well, how long have you been in the U.S. now then? Good question. I came to the U.S. in uh, 1998. Oh, a uh, year after I was born. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's been a little bit that I've been here. Yeah. Uh, and how did I come here? Yeah. Um, 
in uh, many years ago before I came, uh, I knew by what God told me that um, at some point we have me come here uh, to serve him and to also uh, be part of this community mm -hmm. to grow. I sort of can use the impact of some of our growth also to impact our nation, Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so that was my story mm -hmm. uh, coming to America. Coming to America. But that's my story rather coming to America, yes. Okay. And uh, before you came to America, I'm sure there were different ways that you saw America, right? You know, based on how people talk about it and advertisements and all of that. So from your perception before coming to America to now being here, how has your idea of America changed? Well, uh, to be honest with you, that's very correct. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of times before I came here, yeah. uh, when people visited Nigeria from America, uh -huh. uh, they put off kind of, a, I'll call it a show. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them buy cars, they wear okay. a lot of clothes, a lot mm -hmm. of uh, jewelry and all these things. So you think, you know, America is just a place you pick money out of the floor. <laughs> and then the uh, money is hanging on the tree like uh, Apple. Just go and plug yours and uh, and use it. But mm -hmm. on coming here, yeah, you discover that you need a lot of discipline mm -hmm. to live in a country like this mm -hmm. because there's a lot of distraction, you know, distraction to make you a mediocre. Mm -hmm. And if you want to step out to not just um, become something, but to be an influencer in your community and in nation generally, you uh, you need to be very focused. Yeah. But thank God, uh, I pastored in Nigeria before I came here. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and I continue with the service uh, that God called me to do, mm -hmm. uh, to be a pastor in America here. Yeah. yeah, but so, those are some of the perspectives. That you have wrong perspective that Americans don't know God. That's not true. There are uh -huh. quite a number of people in America who are, say, I have a lot of friends mm -hmm. who, are say, who are Americans. Yeah. Yeah, who are not Africans or who are American, who genuinely love God and are genuinely saved. And are very influ influential in the community and loves and loves God and in their churches and local local assembly. So you know you think oh America they can't pray there uh, they only eat burger and fries. <laughs> but there are people who who do love God. Oh yeah, oh yeah, ah. love God. Yes, yes, love God. Yeah. Actually, so that that's a that point you just is something that's been raised a couple of times when I've interviewed people. Right. The idea of faith. How does faith look like before coming here versus when you get here? Well, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Well, two things quickly. Um, faith, uh, before I got here, um, well, number one, it's a relationship with God, mm -hmm. um, an expression of a relationship with God. But most importantly also, faith is geared towards need. Mm. I need this, I believe God for it, I need that belief. But getting there, our faith has become something to me that is relationship-based, uh, but most importantly, to make you become what God wants you to be, so you can be a blessing in your community. Mm -hmm. So it's beyond what I want now, you know, because number one, in America, uh, God has blessed this country that most people can have their basic need. So what you might need to have faith to get in Nigeria or pray for Nigeria, or in other developing countries. Mm -hmm. Here, um, you don't need those, to need faith for those, but you can just go get it mm -hmm. or walk towards it. But here, your faith is more what influences you, your character, your behavior, and how you are an influence, influential 
influential person in the community and to be a blessing back to the community. Mm -hmm. So that's so the, my faith is more practical here oh, than just um, uh, your needs. Yeah, exactly. And just uh, focus on the needs based faith here. Huh. Because most expression of faith in Nigeria and developing countries, they are most on need based faith. I need this, God, please give me. But here is more of an expression of becoming something or someone that can be a blessing to another person here. So it's more on developing a relationship and becoming and, and very impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I never I never really thought of like those the different ways you can look at faith, right? right because right. definitely back home we're in a different place than where you are here. That's right. That's so right. your level of belief in God is different. Yes, it's different. Yes. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So then okay, looking back at back home now you've been away from Nigeria for so long. Yes. How has your perception of Nigeria changed from living there all the time to now looking in from the outside? Okay, now in, to be honest with you, initially when I, before I left Nigeria, uh, I have very strong passion for the nation to do well. Mm -hmm. uh, because I believe we have no other nation to run to. Right. If this one is not working, where do we go? Mm. We are stuck, we are done. So I joined a lot of organizations and, and church community, not only to pray for Nigeria, but to be able to send advice to some of the people in government and authority that we have decent relationship with. Mm -hmm. But by the time I left Nigeria, uh, in the first early years of my living in Nigeria, I was not interested in what was going on in Nigeria. I wasn't interested. <laughs> you were done. Yeah, well, I, because it, you hear quite a number of things going on. Mm. I just say, you know what, thank God I'm here. Thank mm. God I'm here. But it got to a point where God started to draw my attention back to what is going on in Nigeria, mm -hmm. which is to not only um, help people as individuals in my family, in my community, immediate community. Yeah. You know, some people we don't know them that one way that our path has crossed to see how do we help them and develop them. Mm -hmm. Because the one of the ways in which I tell people that you must measure wealth is not just by what you have in your bank account or you have as your uh, assets, mm -hmm. but by how many lives you have changed is part of your wealth. Hmm. How many lives you have changed that God has helped you to influence and influence right and imparted in life. So it got to a point where the nation became important in my heart to see what can we do to make Nigeria the kind of Nigeria everybody is expecting. Hmm. You know, to the Nigeria of our dream. You know, we call it a new Nigerian dream where Nigeria works for everybody. Yeah. It doesn't just work for certain people, for certain religion or, or, or certain uh, demography, yeah. but it works for every, everybody. For so right now, I'm, I'm very passionate about the issue of Nigeria, to see that Nigeria is working for everybody, yes. Because mm. I, so like, I went to boarding school in Nigeria, right? right? And so I've always been affiliated with Nigeria in some way, or right. shape or form. Right. It just surprises me every time. There's literally almost two types of people in Nigeria, either you made it and you're really, really well off. You don't think about anything. Right. Or you're on the very other end where right. you're struggling for the for the minimal, minimal thing. Right. And there's a growing middle class coming in the middle, but right. it's very, very, very small. small. Mm -hmm. So then how do you think um, people who are outside of Nigeria, who are perhaps thinking, I want to, who are similar to you have now, God has been directing them towards Nigeria to think, like, let's make this thing better. Mm -hmm. How do you think... Uh, they can contribute in bridging this gap. Nigeria, because the, the, one of the things that is quite, it could be quite difficult and challenging to know people who are honest in Nigeria, even in the church. Mm. Because if you say you want to help somebody now, 
uh, of course, uh, what most people would do is be asking you bring money, do this, do this. Yeah. And you start to get exposed to those kind of things, they're going to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. But in order to make proper impact, if you have people of like mind who are here, so that we can team up together and go and together team as with a force. Us, exactly. And yeah. go watching with people who are who we feel are do because there are people in Nigeria now, churches, non-profit organization, non-governmental uh, non NGOs, mm -hmm. who are also doing some of the things uh, that is we eventually impact the nation to correct the use of our nation. Mm -hmm. So there are organizations doing that in Nigeria. You understand? Who are, they might not be heard. They might be a little bit uh, small in the in the kind of ability that they have, but they are there. Yeah. So one can uh, partner with these kind of people, so at least we will get enrolled into knowing exactly what the problem is. Yeah. Because sometimes we that live here, you might assume a problem in Nigeria. It might not be the way the problem is actually is on exam on how to solve it. Right. You understand? Yeah. There are more problems that you see facially, you think, oh, this is how to solve this it. A, yeah. But you find out that that's not the way to solve it. Because what we are seeing is not the problem. There are more symptoms that, that I mean, there are more, there are more symptoms mm. than causes. Yeah. So, and if you are treating a symptom, you might lose out in solving the actual yeah, problem. problem. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that would be my, my counsel. You must have a link mm -hmm. uh, to resolve some of this issue. Back home in Nigeria, because the few yeah. the few things uh, we are doing right now, there are links we have yeah. to help us do the things we are doing in Nigeria. So we are not just reinventing the wheel uh, completely, mm -hmm. but we are bringing addition uh, to uh, uh, bringing out the kind of change we can bring yeah. to ensure Nigeria is in that direction. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get there. Hey man, oh, we will get there. I'm certainly sure we we'll get there. Yes. So you said you started pastoring in Nigeria. Yes, sir. Please tell me about your story about how you got to become a pastor in your movement. Well, many years ago, precisely in the late 90s, mm -hmm. uh, when I was finishing school, um, I got very sick. And then um, on getting sick, to make it as short as possible, uh, God healed me. Mm -hmm. And when God healed me, one of the things I told God is that if you, when you heal me, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. So he did heal me. Uh, that uh, I've not needed a uh, need for medication because I'm sick uh, since 1992. Mm. I've not needed to take any medication since 1992 because I'm for sickness. No, no, no. Yeah. Of course, if I go for my physical or maybe go to the dentist, they might put a shot in my. I mean, those, those kind of basic yeah. thing. But for me to, to be sick, I have a dick or anything, need medication. No, 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 not, not in since 1992. Huh. You understand? So, um, um, <laughs> so since I told God, yeah, uh, this was about uh, 1988 that I'm going to serve Him, uh, 1989 precisely that I'm going to serve Him. Um, I've been looking for opportunity to serve God. So, and as one begins to get committed, um, greater responsibilities start to get um, um, put, on you. put on you because even the Bible says, "When you are faithful, something little." Then much have been committed to your hands. Mm -hmm. So that's how, um, uh, in 1990, uh, I began to pastor one of the, uh, what we called the Para Church, which was like a fellowship gathering, mm -hmm. or some of us that went to the same kind of high school, okay. which is called the Federal Government Colleges. Huh. So we have um, uh, a, a fellowship called FECA, mm -hmm. Federal Ex Christian Student, Federal Ex Student Christian Association, FECA, Federal Ex. <laughs> 
So the Christian okay. session, yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. so um, we um, started to, to grow. Yeah. And we grew, as of 1995, we have grown to about 22 states. Hmm. But now I think we have almost come out of the states in the nation. Oh. And uh, from there, um, I was part of a ministry called Reconstruction House in Accra. Uh, between 1990, so what do you think, uh, what were the things that were put in place in your journey to prepare you better uh, for the role that you're in today? Well, I studied accounting in school. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, yeah, I studied accounting. My, my professional life is in accounting. Uh -huh. I did, did some few banking work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, so those things uh, put in me uh, the drive for excellence. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of time when we talk about church or God's things, we just think we need to be mediocre. Mm. I just do things shabbily. Yeah, it's God. He doesn't care. Nobody does care. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible call him an excellent God. Mm -hmm. You know, David wrote in Psalm 8, he said, Oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name. Mm -hmm. So this is about God must be excellent. So I think my inf influence of my career in terms of accounting has influenced my ability to not to give anything to God that is less than excellence. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the driving force. Mm -hmm. And of course, God opened my eyes to see the value of salvation mm. because a lot of people are, are church goers and are not kingdom seekers mm -hmm. and it is when you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness that all others shall be added to you not when you go to church mm -hmm. it's when you see the kingdom so and on uh, as we keep growing as Christian uh, by God's grace and mercy uh, the understanding also keep growing yeah uh, to keep serving God and to be for his kingdom mm -hmm. and God has been faithful in all these years, mm -hmm. very few years. Hmm. So ah, that's that's. So would you say back in the day when you were accounting, even before when you got sick, sick, did you ever envision yourself being on this type of platform that you are in today? I I, I had interest. You had interest. Yes, okay. In serving God, even uh -huh. though I wanted to do a lot of things with my life, yeah. I wanted to be in government. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to do politics. You know, if. Uh, at that time, Nigeria was uh, under military rule. Mm. I wanted to serve in the military. Oh. I wanted so that because I love nation building. Yeah. But at the same time, I had in my mind that at some point I'm going to leave whatever I'm doing and come and be a pastor of the church. Hmm. But it's just that God got me quicker or earlier. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But God has been faithful. I have no regret. Yeah. Yeah. I've been serving God in the last thirty years. Yeah. So that I guess more specifically. That transition, I think it's hard for a lot of people to necessarily understand what it means to transition, right? Mm. Is it just one day you say, you tell your boss, I quit, and then the next day you're preaching to the, right. <laughs> to the people. Right. Could you tell me more about that transition? Okay, so when I finished school, I worked uh, with a government agency, and uh, while I was doing that, I was still pastoring. Mm -hmm. So I was not uh, just pastoring alone. Mm -hmm. So I was doing both. I was being in my circular job as an accountant, and also at the same time, I was also a uh, pastor in the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, as the work of the church began to grow, I saw the need to reduce my duties 
on my walk in other places mm -hmm. until God finally spoke out of uh, a circular walk and I came into the ministry. And when a lot of people say, God said to me, God said to me, it could, that statement could be very confusing. Yeah. Uh, but there are ways in which God uh, speaks to us as his children that we understand. Mm -hmm. uh, you will notice that there are people you are with that even if you, if you blink your eyes, they know what that means. Mm -hmm. If you scratch your ears, they know what that means. Like mm -hmm. you are speaking in court. Mm -hmm. If you sneeze, they know what that, that means. means that. So God finds a way of speaking with each of us so that we can understand the what he's saying. I have my ways. My ways may not be the same way yeah. that God speaks with you. Mm -hmm. But through the way God speaks to me, I knew there was a need uh, to um, um, relocate my my line of career from circular work into ministry work. Mm -hmm. So when I even arrived in this country, uh, I was staying in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I was an, an associate pastor there in Baltimore to assist the uh, resident pastor. Mm -hmm. So that's how my transition has been. So from the beginning, it was not that I was not uh, doing any other thing than pastoring. I was working, mm -hmm. but I transitioned from uh, being a, an accountant working into uh, the ministry, yes. Okay. Huh. So then, now, how would you describe the current state you are at right now? Well, the current state in which I am, I'm st I stay hungry. <laughs> you still hungry? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, because when you don't stay hungry, yeah. uh, the challenge is that you start to rough it. Huh. You know, anyone who feels they have arrived, where they are going, there will be no need to go forward. Mm. If you drive and you have a garage, and you arrive and park your car in the garage, you can't drive into the wall. Mm -hmm. you, have, you, have, you have reached your dead end. Okay. So I ensure that in my mind, I don't have a dead end. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll keep serving God. Keep serving God until we all see Jesus in glory. Keep serving Him. Mm -hmm. And then uh, God has been faithful over the years uh, to give us opportunity to serve Him, mm -hmm. both in this as, in this mission as a, and outside of the mission. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then where do you see yourself, or where do you see this church, this movement in like well, 10 years? Well, based on the vision of the church, uh, the vision of the church is to build the spiritual people. Mm -hmm. People who understand the mind of God. People can interpret the mind of God. People are driven by yeah. divine agenda. Yeah. Now, this is my, my, my desire for the next year and years coming, is to see more people becoming more spiritual. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to impact our community and society. Yeah. And once that is done, then to be able to assist those who are in ministry, those who are in the various lives of Canada, that they need help to get them going, to, get, to push them going on, mm -hmm. to, go, to be able to um, contribute to the community, my, that's where I see this church have most impact yeah. as we keep as we keep going. Yeah. We're going. Okay, so now we're just gonna wind up the interview for a bit. Okay. Now that because you said a lot, okay, you have to digest it all. All right. So um, just a few more questions, and sure. then two more questions, and then we'll go into a rapid fire quick question. Okay. Okay. Uh, first question: What is some advice that you would give to young people like myself? or generally people who are coming up in themselves, in their career, or in their needs, what's some advice that you would give to them in order to get to where they want to get? Number one, you need God to help you. Mm. Uh, making God first in your life, uh, change your perspective. Oh, people say, oh, you can't take God to the bank, that's true. Mm -hmm. because, it's, because life cannot be successful when you have no proper character. Mm. That's where some Major people have done great things in their line of career, line of uh, sport. I don't want to mention them so that I'm not picking on anyone. 
But once they say they meet a scandal with them, it ruins almost their career and ruins almost their life. Mm -hmm. So one is God. Number two, they need determination. Mm -hmm. Because life will not come to you cheap. Mm -hmm. There will be challenges. Yeah. Sometimes you will be very tough. But when you are determined yeah, to succeed, you will choose to succeed. So you need God, you need determination. Then finally, you need someone who can teach you. Mentor. Because they mentor you because there are a lot of places where you want to get to. Somebody have got in there, have got in past there. Mm -hmm. So so you don't reinvent everywhere. You need a mentor to help you. I just mentioned a few. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was an awesome conversation. There's so many ways to measure impact and success, whether it's through financial freedom or the number of lives you impact. The important thing is finding out what's important to you. If you have any feedback or recommendations of people to interview, please don't hesitate to reach out. We are here for it. Thank you so much for your time. And remember, as African people, we are a free people. We are Afri people. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and look forward to seeing you in